yes, this is New Amsterdam Radio. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Flobo Boys. Of course, I'm the only host of the show, but I gotta give myself that bit of an ID. Uh, New Amsterdam Radio, as we shout out all the creatives and professionals, uh, people like yourself with ideas on their mind that we try to extract from the world around us to make our own projects, our own ideas that much better um as for me i'm doing okay you know i had my birthday last week and i've had copious amounts of cake and uh burgers and things i shouldn't eat uh my nutritionist uh, would have probably uh shake her head at me if she knew uh, my food diary this week but uh but speaking of consuming things this week's guest is actually a friend of mine from back in my film school days in fact the day we recorded his interview was on my birthday so that was pretty cool that we had a bit of a friend connection uh on that on that day palm bobadilla is one of the most complex artistic and soulful people I've ever met and he somehow turned his focus from filmmaking over to coffee right here in Southern California in Los Angeles and I wanted to sit down with him to pick his brain about the transition from going into filmmaking into coffee and what that really means and what he's really providing uh, not only his customers but the community as well. Trinity CBC uh, is a coffee roaster here and we're actually going to be working together to give away some samples of that delicious coffee so stick around till after the interview to hear more details about that but without any more ado public media and this is trinity cbc new amsterdam radio to boy flobo boys i'm i'm hanging out with Paul Bobadilla, I'm going to say his name a bunch of times because the reason why he's done it all. I mean, this guy is a writer. This guy is a visionary. <laughs> one of the most artistic minds I've ever met in my life, even though sometimes I don't pick up the beat of the drum he lives by. Uh, yo, Paul, how you doing, man? Hey, man. I, I'm only listening to funk and oldies, so it's a really <laughs> simple bass line to follow. Oh, man. Yeah, dude, those are dope songs, too, man. Especially uh, as as the DJ side, you know, those always hit at parties, you know? Yeah, uh, funk and funk in a soul. Is that what you're Yeah, what funk, you're soul, a little bit of Motown in there, you know, just uh, that little Cadillac music, you know? <laughs> Cadillac. Yeah, you know, I, uh, I've i been a, a very... Um, I've been into soul music and funk music since I was a boy. And most recently, over the last uh, three months, specifically during Corona, I've been d- digging very deep, learning the history uh, of rare soul, Chicano soul, soul uh, made in and in, um, in Detroit, obviously, um, Motor City, Motown, and then some of the some of the soul that was created in Philadelphia. And um, I d- recently just started talking to a guy named Ruben Molino, who's a, a large. Um, one of the most important soul collectors here in LA. He's definitely on that top ten list. Of soul collector sounds ominous, but good. Yeah, soul collector. So, 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 Ruben, uh, he grew up in Frogtown, um, and if you're in Los Angeles, it's just north of Dodger Stadium. And Frogtown was uh, was known historically as a gang neighborhood, and uh, they're currently trying to rebrand that whole little area through gentrification, calling it Frogtown. And they're practically calling it a gang. You know, they're, they're trying to rename the city and earmark it as a gang name. And Ruben comes from this neighborhood in the 1950s, and he has so many uh, 45s of rare soul music. And, and I've just, I, I, when I'm with him, I'm just so inspired to learn more about soul music through him. Uh, and obviously soul will, will later trans, transcend into, into funk music and that kind of thing too. 
Oh, man, two minutes in, I've learned a lot about soul takers. <laughs> uh, soul <laughs> yeah. collectors, I'm soul, sorry. Soul collectors. My bad, my bad. Uh, <laughs> yo, soul collectors. So, Paul, can I say, yeah. are, you, are you, can I say founder, president, CEO of, uh, of, of CBC Trinity? Is that, yeah, what is so, the official word and title? Yeah, so, so Trinity CBC is a specialty coffee roaster here in L.A., uh, we source coffee from farmers and we work with different importers to get raw coffee from all over the world and the coffee is all specialty craft coffee so if you're if you're thinking about if you're a, a cheese eater or a wine drinker or a beer consumer you know there's different gr gradients of quality and so the higher end of all those items that are artisanal that you know that top 10% of those beverages that's who we are in coffee and so the brand, the name is called Trinity CBC, uh, Charlie Bravo Charlie. That's, um, you know, it, that, that, that language is like coffee brew and then cultura. So we call it, we shorten it Trinity CBC. And um, yeah, we, we you know we're a small business here in Los Angeles. And so, you know, part of what we do is, is really trying to figure out how we can bring high end coffee to people here in, uh, in Los Angeles. And so that's just where we are right now. Trinity, mm -hmm. uh, if I can get to say this, I actually sample the coffee. It's fantastic. It's amazing. I like it. I recommend it to friends, especially those now in the lockdown era or looking for small businesses <laughs> yeah, exactly. to support. But the question I had when you when you told me this, and I was like, "Man, I'm, I'm your buddy. I'm your man. I'll support whatever you do." You do, and you do, bro. Thank you for that. You do support me, so I, I do want to thank you for that. Oh man, I appreciate it, man. And the feelings mutual, dude. No, it really is. Uh, but but why coffee? Why coffee? Yeah, so I can tie that. I can, just all these thoughts that are kind of coming to mind. So the first thing that you that I want to say is you had our single origin Honduras coffee, a lot of brown sugar, uh, smooth caramel, uh, and we call that Soul Sunday. Um, but so when I was working on American Craft, my the the headspace I was in was in the main character. His name is Arthur, and Arthur is a guru, right? When he was a teenager, he he won all these home brewer competitions. He would submit his beer to these national recognized um, competitions for beer evaluation and beer judging, and he would win. Uh -huh. So I was always in that space, right? Thinking about Arthur. And when I was, so for a time, I would say maybe three years, I spent my time being Arthur, you know, on the weekends going to these breweries and, and trying to figure out who Arthur was. And through that experience, I developed my 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 palate, my uh, my keen sense of awareness for taste and aftertaste and bitterness and aroma and flavor, and all these really really strange kind of criteria for evaluating and judging beer and coffee. And it was through that experience that I uh, I was reintroduced to specialty coffee or craft coffee or just maybe even coffee, right? Because mm -hmm. I think all of us know what coffee is, right? <laughs> right. Right. I run that stuff, fueled by right. it. Right. Totally right. So all of us know what coffee is. You know, coffee is the, the it's on that top three consumed items right in the world. Right, water, beer, and coffee. Right, and I think tea's in the running too. It's always that top five of like, well, where is coffee this year? Right. Right. And it was through my discovery of Arthur in the movie that I wrote called um, American Craft that I was slowly transitioning to this idea of what Trinity CBC would later become. And it was a story about discovery, and it was a story about coffee. Um, I, I, Arthur practically was becoming a new person, right? Discovering coffee, and, and and no surprise, it was me that was discovering coffee. 
And I realized that my discovery in coffee, uncovering different qualities of origins, like we just talked about Honduras, but we have all these other coffees too. I realized that in coffee, very much like beer, it's an agricultural product, right? It comes from a plant and there's fermentation, there's marketing, there's legal, there's farming, there's brewing, there's, um, you know, you can curate your coffee program by having a cafe or a brewery. Um, you can just do production where you're fulfilling orders very much like a brewery would when they're canning beer and they don't have a tasting room, you know, very much like uh, some big beer companies, right? Yeah. And so for me, Trinity CBC was the natural next evolution of where American craft kind of ended for me uh, from a personal perspective. This, the story is great, right? But from a, a personal perspective, a spiritual perspective, I felt like I needed to kind of express myself differently. And so Trinity CBC is that, you know, we went to film school. I, I didn't go to like business school, right? I didn't, I didn't want to be an entrepreneur. Um, I, I just wanted to tell stories. And I feel like right now, the biggest story that I want to tell is the story of coffee. Oh, that's, that's a little poetic way of saying it. And, and how's that story going for you so far? When was uh, Trinity founded and, and where does it stand right now as a business? Yeah, it's a trip, bro, because when I was a boy, you know, I, I wanted, I was telling you, I wanted to be a DJ or, or, or a puppeteer. And right now, you know, I, I do collect soul music, right? And I am telling the story in coffee. Uh, so I just got to find me a, a puppet, bro, to kind of, you know, do full circle of completing what I, what I was set out as a kid. Uh, <laughs> but we started our business and like with all our, our, our uh, paperwork and our license and all that good stuff. Uh, to, so we're in 2020 now. So this had to be like, I don't know, eight months ago, nine months ago, maybe a year ago. So we'll just say 2019. Uh, but the, the idea came to me definitely three or four years before that to actually start a business through my love for coffee. Because, you know, initially it was not like, OK, I'm a filmmaker now. OK, I'm over this. I'm going to I'm going to start a business. Right. It didn't that didn't happen. It, it really took um, thinking about it, nurturing the idea, pouring into it, investing in it, thinking about it. Uh, maybe about three years. Oh wow! Uh, so do you have a do you celebrate it, its anniversary or birthday or just kind of like no? It's it's growing. It's organic. I don't do that milestones. Yeah, or <laughs> yeah. No, we do. No, we do do that. You know, because it's 2017 when when we started to conceptualize and actually put some baby steps right and create a strategy that we would execute on. And then we're in 2020. So last year, 2019 was like, hey, we're gonna get we're gonna go legit. We're gonna get our paperwork. You know, if we get sweated by someone, like we're we're legit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just and, curious. Are you like a, mm -hmm. a LLC or a proprietorship? We're so so prop. Yeah, we're okay. we're so prop. We would want to grow into a B corporation. That's our main. That's our one. Not not our main goal, but that is one of our goals. Uh, but we just we don't have a team right now. So right now it's just like so prop. Just me. My wife helps with like our accounting, uh, and she she provides counsel all the time for for our business. And right now I'm, I'm just really learning about business. You know, like I care a lot, you know, I really give a damn about a lot of stuff. Yeah. But Trinity CBC, you know, it, it, it's its own entity, you know, it, it needs to sustain and feed itself. Right. So there, there's just a lot of things that we're learning about our business right now. What is the team look like today? Like how does, how does, how does the people that were even part of your business, or even those who are just early supporters, how do they interact with a brand to help it grow? Yeah, so I think the the outside perspective is that you can you if you go to our website, you can see the business, you can see how legitimate the workflow is, the structure is, and when we do our coffee pop ups in the in the neighborhood or if we're doing a fundraiser with coffee, you can really see the brand uh, take on its own identity, 
but like all small businesses man we we start from we started in our garage you know some i think most small businesses start in their kitchen their living room or their garage and for us it started in our garage and so it's just a it, we're a small business you know it's just me and my wife um i i tend to to do all the marketing all the creative asset creation the execution the planning um, where my wife, she's like really the powerhouse of the business that really su allow it to be sustained. You know, she does our accounting, she does our pricing. Um, she she audits my work to make sure that we're on a, a healthy path to grow. Um, and then she's just there like a, as a crazy support system. You know, I, I encourage any small business right now, if you're hustling right now, you're thinking about an idea, you know, you really have to have a strong support system. Um, you know, you might have a counselor that will help you with like, personal things. You might have a mentor that will help you with certain items. You might have a, a significant other that will help you, you know, personally, not, those kinds of things. But once you become, uh, you know, once you begin to own this identity of an entrepreneur, you better come like correct, right? Like you need to be super sharp because your your errors will cost you. Absolutely. Right? right the errors will cost and so and and if you're lucky those errors are just money you know what i mean like if you have an issue that can be solved with money or if you make a mistake and it's just money like dude you're in a good spot because you know well first you have to have the money right but those are easy issues to fix whereas if you're an entrepreneur and you make an error that money can't fix like you say the wrong thing Right. And then you have to go back and backtrack and rephrase what you said because you just marginalized the whole group of people. Or, you know, if you get caught in a weird, you know, salacious kind of thing and you're an entrepreneur, you know, like if you're a, a, a owner of a pizza company right now, right, with the Black Lives Matter, Me Too, um, there's no shortage of examples of CEOs who have been fired, demoted have been embarrassed by some of the the poor things that they said in their character um and those are things that as a business owner entrepreneur you know you can't fix that with money you know what i mean that is the mic drop moment like if it's just money you can fix it easier than damaging a brand or cutting yourself off at the knees and and mm -hmm. it's happening all too often uh i i feel um well let's right. go down that direction man i mean totally. when, when you are the champion of a brand, whether or not in your case that you, your owner or founder, even if you're like the, the president or an employee, I mean, do you think and how do you approach uh, your business knowing that, you know, you represent something that's bigger than yourself as far as the branding and reputation is concerned? Yeah, that's a really difficult balance because, you know, Trinity CBC is not a person, right? It, it, it's, as I said before, it's, a, it's an entity that needs to be sustained through sales, right? But Trinity CBC is a lot larger than me. It, it has a heart, it has a soul in itself too, right? It, it gives back to the city. Trinity CBC um, is really thoughtful. Uh, Trinity CBC is very Latino, you know what I mean? It's very Chicano, it's very Southern California. It, 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 Trinity CBC is a vehicle to serve coffee to the neighborhood, right, and to the city, right? So yeah. Trinity CBC on its own is something that, uh, it, it, there's a great sensitivity, dude, that you have to respect when you're trying to form a business because, you know, Trinity CBC and Paul Bobadilla are kind of the same thing. It's the same entity, especially when you're a sole prop, right? Um, you know, there there is a, a person behind this company. It's not like an LLC where, you know, you have a legal structure. And, and if I said something insensitive, right, I can bring my lawyer in and I can separate myself from the company, the brand. But the brand will still continue to be to 
continue to go on, right? Right. But as a soul prop, you know, we there comes a great res, uh, responsibility factor when you're an entrepreneur um, that all of us are striving to, right? To have a good standard of ethics and morals and character that we want to embody as a person so that we can reflect in our business. And I really encourage you and all your listeners, if you're supporting a small business and you don't know the operators, you should really take some time to really reflect on whether or not you want to support these small businesses that you, where you don't know the owner because the owner might not align with your values. They actually might be playing as, as, um, as antagonists to some of the things that you value, right? And so as a small business, the, the, first and for, the first and foremost thing that I really think about is being authentic, right, with myself, right? And my wife knows this and she's my accountability partner, so she keeps me accountable, right? And so, and then the other part of it is just like what Ice Cube said, you know, like, you got to like check yourself, you know, <laughs> check yourself before you wreck yourself, right? Yeah. And so as a, yeah, as a small business owner, you, you really want to check yourself um, because... You, because you might really be going through something that you're not sure about that if you espouse something or you say it insensitively, like it will tarnish your brand, you know what I mean? And and for me, like I, I don't really get too concerned with like, oh, I have to do Trinity CBC first and like, and I, you know, I don't want to, uh, you know, I want to respect the brand, blah, 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 right? For me, it's like, well, let, let, let me check myself first and let me see if, if Trinity CBC will follow suit, right? Right. That... I love the way you like you have these like super difficult concepts that I think everyone deals with and it's very easy to do the the brain running around the circles things but like you cut through things like a knife and I just I just love that's this way you always been it didn't matter if it was LA culture it didn't matter if it was movies it was always like here's this complex thing and you're like nah I don't really stress this I stress this <laughs> <laughs> with the bullet but uh yo as a small business right. owner i gotta ask you 2020 yeah. uh we've been uh locked down and had curfews uh, especially in los angeles i mean forget how that affect your business i mean how does that affect your vision for your business going forward yeah so 20 and don't forget the black lives matter thing too right because we're still in the middle of that we're in may no we're in june yeah really late still, june yeah in and right now the, on on the television, there's just a lot of uh, really powerful imagery that's heartbreaking, but on, then also inspiring. Well, if you're a, if you're an entrepreneur right now, I can tell you that there's a lot of us that are are trying to figure out what our next move is, right? So for us, like in our business, we've been we've been just staying true and honoring being at home and trying to maximize our business from an e-commerce perspective, investing in tools that are allowing us to connect with new audience is allowing us to connect with new customers, new users. And we've been learning a lot about our current customers, trying to figure out what they like in our business, what they don't like in our business. And so we're trying to create a program where we can iron out some of the issues in our business that really uh, hinder our ability to really communicate um, effectively in what products that we're serving, but then also to how we can scale our business. So. As I said before, you know, we're in specialty coffee, craft coffee. And so our role is, you know, we're sourcing coffee, we're roasting coffee, we're delivering coffee. We deliver it straight to your door weekly, right? And we have a portfolio of, I think right now we have about six different coffees. These six coffees taste all differently. And so how do we communicate that? How do we educate people on our single origin Honduras? How do we educate people on what our Mexican coffee is? What is a single origin, right? So we need to be clever and crafty on how we communicate 
some of the core items in our business because most people, as we said before, most people know coffee, but they don't really know artisanal craft specialty coffee. And so we want to be uh, smart um, to inform our customers on, you know, what it is that we do well at, right? Sure. The other thing, the other thing, the other part to your question is because we're in quarantine, because we're in a, a, a moment in, in the year where there's still a lot of civil and social unrest, and obviously this is, we're in Pride Month as well, um, it, it becomes a challenge on how do we productize our products amid these these uh, themes that are very, very sensitive to people, right? And it's that's a challenge for sure. Absolutely. Uh, but to, to take a look, jump off that just a little bit more, is is it impossible? I know this is kind of a difficult question. I know it doesn't it matters on the issue, but is it impossible these days as a business owner uh, to not pick a side, quote unquote, with social aspects of what's going on? Can you still continue and be fruitful and thrive by saying, you know, we don't really have a, a position on this, or do you feel that we have to more than ever let your customers know where you stand on issues that are affecting them? Well, you nailed it. It's who your customer base is. So if you're a corporation, they have strong data to suggest who their customers are. And in fact, they're investing millions of dollars to target the people that are their customers, right? So for them, those corporations, they, they don't need to be vocal on some of these social issues that will allow them to sell. A lot of these corporations do it because they do it from a marketing PR perspective. They, they, what they're doing is that they're looking to their, their PR team, their marketing team to create campaigns and messaging that reflect the values of their customers. That doesn't mean that they as people believe in that. That doesn't mean that the corporation believes in it, right? Because corporations are not people, right? Right. But the people that are employed by it, they do it because it's a corporation, right? They're doing it as a machine. We all know that our employer doesn't always align with our views, but we're an employee, so we do what they ask. So there's people in these large corporations that don't really believe in the messaging that they're sharing, but they're employees, right? And there's a reason like there's a reason why like Adidas and some of these sports athletic companies pander to the African and black communities, right? Because that is their core customer. But when you look at those companies, they don't look like us. When you look at the employers or the employees of these large corporations, they don't look like us. So they're creating these messaging and tactics to kind of wanting to connect with us because we're we're their core target. But when you look at, well, are they investing in our community and in our schools? Are they, you, you realize there is like a, a, an absence there of their, in, their participation or involvement in the community, right? Right. The other thing too, if you're a small business, I think if you're not being vocal in these conversations, then, you know, again, it's, it's, it's who your core audience is. Right now, you know, young people right now, when I say young people, I'm talking like 25 and younger they're they're very vocal about some of the issues that are occurring right now whether it's like lgbt plus q whether it's like black lives matter whether it's brown pride or whatever right these people are, are um ha- these people have a lot of money that corporations and small businesses want right right they have they have a lot of money that corporations and small businesses want so if you're a small business and you want these customers right cuz who would who, no one wants the old guys money right they always want the young customer that will be loyal that we can make money off for 10 15 years right 
Mm-hmm. So if you're a small business and, and these people are your, when I say these people, I'm saying young, these young people, if that's your target audience, you ought to be vocal about some of the issues that they're talking about. You ought to be addressing it. You ought to be consulting your family and friends to figure out, hey, is there a learning opportunity that I can learn from right now about these issues that these young people are talking about? And then maybe create some messaging around it that illustrate that I'm compassionate and empathetic with some of the things that they valued. That's super important, man. Uh, Paul, well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I know our schedules are going crazy left and right, and yeah. I've learned so much about you as a person, a man, a husband, a business owner, in one hour than I have in months. Uh, where can the world find you or the, the brand online, and what do you have planned on social media for Trinity? Yeah, bro. Well, you know, it's likewise. I mean, I got a lot of love for you too, bro. Growing with you for about 10 years, seeing the evolution of who you are, seeing your growth, um, seeing all the wonderful things that you're doing in your city, things that you do privately. It's just been pretty inspiring for me as well to see you grow in that as well. Um, And and you keep me accountable too, man. Like your hustle is um, so strong that I wish I I had the focus and, and being able to execute at the level that you do, right? Like I have ideas, but when you have ideas and you execute on them, they look way different than mine. Oh, uh, you're you working it, man. Level. Come on. You're making me blush. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, your hard work, you know, hard work pays off, right? So, and, and hard work costs money, you know? And so I know you're investing a lot in your, in all the things that you do. Uh, and it's just a matter of time, bro, before you're going to be on another level, you know, in 10 years, bro, I don't even know what you're going to be doing. You'll probably be running for city council or something or <laughs> for mayor. Probably not, but I tried, man. You know that. <laughs> you do. So, uh, as far as us, man, you can find us on the web, uh, trinitycbc.com, trinitycbc.com. You can find us on Instagram at trinitycbc.com. You can find us on Facebook at trinitycbc.com. Uh, you'll find all our products there. You'll find our newsletter there, all that good stuff. And I think we're on YouTube as well that we're not really so active on. But, um, I mean, if you find us here on your show, then, you know, you can find you can always tune in here and, and find us and, and give us a holler. One of the cool things about having creatives on a podcast is that the way they look at the world is is unique. And even though it's unique and it's not quite the way you may see it, it, there's a lot of things you can say, oh my gosh, I've never saw that perspective before. And and that makes everything beautiful. Uh, This is New Amsterdam Radio, Global Voice here. And uh, I promised you that we're going to give away some samples of Trinity CBC coffee. And this is what we're going to do. If you're listening to the podcast right now on Spotify or iTunes or Google Podcasts or Spreaker or YouTube, uh, check us out on Instagram. I'm at New Amsterdam. That's K-N-E-W Amsterdam. I'm going to post this episode, episode number 59, uh, about uh, Trinity CBC. Just comment on the post, whether it's on Twitter or on Instagram. Uh, on, in- on Twitter, it's new underscore Amsterdam. And on Instagram, it's new Amsterdam, one word, uh, with a coffee emoji, just a simple cup of coffee uh, underneath the post about Trinity CBC, and you'll be entered for the chance to win some samples, some beautiful coffee. I'm not sure which coffee blends it is, but you really can't go wrong. I mean, I've been able to trans sample some myself and all of them are pretty dope. Uh, but yeah, we want to show uh, with Trinity that we can 
basically with the sample of coffee show you what how a good idea can come to fruition and i'm so excited to be a part of this uh as for me i'm back next week uh, with another edition of new amsterdam radio do me a favor the show is located at newamsterdam.com that's kenewamsterdam.com for me i am located at flobo boys on twitter at flobito on instagram and flobito.com And again, just to reiterate, hit me up at New Amsterdam on Instagram or New underscore Amsterdam on Twitter. Like or comment with the post about today's episode, Trinity CPC with a coffee emoji. uh, And you will be entering the chance to win delicious coffee from now uh, until July 8th. So hurry, you'll have about a week by the time this goes live. Uh, After that, it's gone. Maybe it's gone. And uh, the winners will be announced on social. But until next time. As always, the city is yours.